242,000 acres. That's what Bill and Melinda Gates have been buying up. Now, now Bill is the fourth richest man in the United States. And now he's the largest landholder. I have questions. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. The Great Reset. Is Bill Gates too powerful? This is actually on Russell Brand's um, podcast. The one after that is, tech billionaires are buying up space. Why it affects you. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about this. Now, I don't, I don't honestly think it's an issue when you're an entrepreneur and you become very financially successful, I think you earn the right to be able to do this. However, when one person owns that much farmland, it's kind of scary. We, we can probably get into this 10, 10, 10 ways from Sunday, I suppose. And how does this reflect you, Coralie? Well... Canadian stats for unemployment, they say they're less or back to where they were pre-COVID. And that might be true. I just don't understand how that's possible. And how does this tie into Russell Brand? Just wait. We have, um, we'll just say that the tourism sector is pretty much flatlined in, in British Columbia. Most of, all of Canada so we have a lot of hotel workers that are, are no longer employed. And some of those people make pretty good money. I know in the hair industry, we're not making the money that we were making. Some of us are. Most of us aren't. You see businesses closing, more vacancies, yet rents are going up in commercial spaces. How can rents go up in commercial spaces if there's no tenants? Isn't it supposed to be... A supply and demand thing. Unfortunately, when you get to a state as a company or as a single individual where you have so much money and so much power, you can buy things outright. Or if you're financing, the bank's going to give you the money for next to nothing because of the sheer power you have behind your capital. So you're not buying the building to lease out to to prospective tenants. So there's no supply and demand issue. You've bought the land outright. And even if you haven't paid for it outright, you have enough money to cover the debt if it needs to be covered. You could use the lease space as um, a tax dodge because you're paying on something that's not making any money. You're not going to pay tax on this. And I, and I, here's another, I don't see this as an issue per se, because if you've been successful in business, you're allowed to lose, use those loopholes, but the loopholes only work for people with money. So getting back to Bill Gates buying up 242,000 acres of farmland in the United States scares me. If we have 
people that are unemployed yet our numbers on unemployment are pre-COVID, I don't believe that those two are... I don't believe what's being said by the government of Canada is true in that department. I think everybody's struggling. Where maybe not working in the capacity that it once worked in or, or have that financial resources that we once had. Now, that's not all of us. There's a big se- section of people that have really not been impacted by this financially, but there's a lot of us that have. And it's a lot of us that have that scares me. Our land prices here in the lower mainland are continuing to go up. Jobs are going down. If you're a billionaire and you're buying lease space and you don't care if you have tenants and you'll increase the rent because you can, you're kind of controlling the supply. And if there's nobody to buy and you outright own the land or the building or the property, there isn't an issue. It's yours. You can hold rents, lease spaces, food, to whatever price you want. If you own 242,000 acres of farmland, you could just say, I'm not going to farm that. We're done. The people that are living on that property, managing it for you as an owner, all of a sudden have no home, no employment, because farming stopped. Now, if farming stops... It becomes a food shortage. When there's a food shortage, the price goes up. But if you own own half the land that is producing food, you can literally set the price for that food, whatever it is you're growing. Wheat, corn, it doesn't matter, cotton. You own... Basically, the monopoly on it, 50% is close enough to a monopoly that you can set the price. So that the people around you, the other 50% of the farmland owners are going to go, oh, Bill's going to set a new price. It's going to be unaffordable for most people. Only the wealthy will get the good food or get the good cotton or get the good whatever you're growing. But we'll bring our price up too make them pay or or we go broke and get bought up so only one person or one group of peoples own all the farmland and control everything they can decide what we eat (laughs) they can decide when we eat i guess that's where this is all connected it's same here our land prices keep going up on real estate to a point that's never been more unaffordable for Canadians, British Columbians to own a home. Some of that comes from Ottawa and Victoria doing these trade envoys to China, wanting to sell our goods, which would empower British Columbians because they would be working. If our goods are not being sold to the United States, there was a period where Things weren't being sold to the United States as they had been in around 2008 to 2012 because of their home economic crunch or crash. We all of a sudden have wealthy investors from China coming into Canada buying up land. They're holding land and they're sitting on it, driving the price up. 
They may not be living in the land or renting the land. They just own the land. There's a tax in Vancouver because of this. If if your building isn't being if your building isn't being rented out or leased out or lived in, there was a tax imposed by Vancouver City Council to try to get more leasable or rental properties on the market. They were also using BC casinos to launder money. For those of you that live in British Columbia and pay attention to the news, you've heard of all of this. What it's done is created a false sense of economy here in Vancouver because what was an affordable house where I live, maybe $300,000, that home now is $900 to $1 million. My friend had talked about buying a piece of property or a new home two blocks away from where her and her family live. It sold within a couple of hours, but it sold for $200,000. So it went from eight hundred dollars to over a million dollars in that short window of time. You can't even outsell the market to stay in the market. You couldn't sell your house today and buy later today. You simply wouldn't have the buying power. And I don't know if this is connected with this um, <laughs> Bill Gates owning all this farmland. But when rich people decide to invest in land and sit on it, you can't compete with that. So if we have developers buying up property here because they have deep pockets or they're investing for individuals with deep pockets, you can spend your whole life here working here. You're never going to own a home. That's I've owned homes. I don't know if I'll ever be able to own a home in my own country again because of this, or at least not where I want to live. I understand living in a major center like Vancouver, Toronto, or Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg. Your land's probably going to be a little bit more expensive because of it being a center and there's more work and stuff. But the spinoff here is that the people that have left here and sold have gone to small communities where homes were affordable. They may have to commute to work or maybe they made enough money in real estate they can retire. That there is either no rentals in that community or there's no property to buy, which means you can set the price when you put your home up for sale. So... In the last 12 months, <laughs> we've seen three or four individuals make an absurd, absurd amount of money. Bill Gates, fourth richest man in the United States. Um, Bezos, richest man in the United States. And then we have Elon Musk. I think he's number two. I don't know who number three is. <laughs> I don't really care because I'm only going to focus on these couple individuals. I, I, I think what, what Bezos has done with Amazon has helped a lot of people. It's also empowered him to have a lot of power. Just like Microsoft has empowered Bill Gates to have a lot of power. Now, if these individuals are going to do something really good with the land... <laughs> help community, help people, then I guess it really is for the better. I just don't, personally, I don't think that's what's going on. Just basically watching the real estate market here and the things that have gone on, 
the cost of housing, even the cost of food has gone through the roof. Now, I know there's some reasons for that. You've had some meatpacking plants go down because they've had to shut down for sanitary reasons to keep their staff healthy. It doesn't all add up, folks. I'm having a hard time with this. We see what's going on in India. I had to educate myself a little bit on this. I'm not by any means an expert on it. I can see why Indian people are upset. <laughs> there's no farmers, there's no food. If 242,000 acres get shut down, there's no farm, there's no farmer, there's no food. And I don't see... There's smart people with economics and stuff in the world. I don't see... I don't see how we're going to be back to normal in a month or a year after this all stops. Because these individuals have gotten so much power, they'll only get more power. I'm confused. I'm concerned. And I think we've been lied to. And I think we've been lied to blatantly a lot in the last 12 months. Where does this go? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to sit on the fence and watch because obviously none of us are going to have a choice. We're going to have to sit and watch. My, my podcast was supposed to be fun and happy, but it's, things seem very serious lately. I'm a happy person. These things don't make me happy. They make me very concerned. My income didn't go up. Actually, the last year, my income's gone down drastically. Yet everything else has gotten more expensive. My rent will go up. My hydro will go up. My car insurance will go up. My fuel price will go up. My income went down. I don't know how long we can sustain this as Canadians, globally. You know, like, Talk about the Great Reset. I don't think it's going to be resetting in a positive light for most of us. I hope I'm wrong. I just have a lot of questions about this. I guess when you have so much money, you can buy off governments, pay them to turn a blind eye, allow you to, in BC's case, launder money in the casinos to use that money to buy up land and real estate, to jack the prices up. So I'm not saying that politicians made money off real estate in this period of time. I'm just saying if they did, I would understand how that happened. If you overlook something and you know what the outcome is going to be because you have people in power that have the economic resources to project what's going to happen. Well, the projection of the United States and the farmland, I don't think, looks very good. And if you live in the United States, if you live in Canada, you live in Mexico, you're buying some of that stuff that's coming off those farms. I'd be scared. Because if those prices go up on, on the products being grown on those farms, we're going to pay for it here. Even if we're not buying that product. I don't know where this goes. 
It's just a thought today. I'm glad spring is in the air here in the Lower Mainland. We're lucky. Spring comes a lot earlier than the rest of Canada. You can see buds starting to form at the end of February. March is a big turning point <laughs> here for spring. We will actually start to see things get green. You know, by the end of April, we're green completely. And I, and I think there's many places in this province, in this country, that, that are going to be two more months of this long, never-ending winter. Like I said in the last podcast, every day is a Monday this year. Last year, we'll see where this goes. I am concerned. I'm concerned for my own well-being. Like I said, I have a lot of questions. Nobody's going to give me the answers. You should watch this. Check out Russell Brand's podcast. His last two podcasts, he talks about these two things we discussed today. I think it's kind of a food for thought, and it should leave you with a lot of questions because it's left me with a lot of questions. I don't have answers, so I can't give you the answers. I can only present the question and my thought on it. Anyways, I just thought, let's talk about this. I think it's important. I think we need to pay attention. We need to stop being sheep, or we might be all <laughs> herded into a pen. Well, till the next one. Peace, love. Namaste.